Welcome to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free. So we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season two. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing season two, episode six, That Old Black Magic. It originally aired on November 11th, 1999, and had 5.87 million viewers. So we open and we're in the forest. There are these two guys hiking and they're looking for a mine shaft from the 1800s and one of them thinks that they found it. So they go in, they see like this skeleton that's all covered in like cobwebs and then some drawings on the wall. There's like a wand and then there's like this star with an X through it and a couple other things up there. And one is like, oh, this is where the gold must be hidden. And the other thinks that those drawings are warning signs and they should turn back. But the first guy starts digging into the wall. And as he does this, some smoke comes out and they both start coughing. Then the wall breaks open and we see this red haired woman in a red dress with a snake around her neck, sort of like Britney Spears at the VMA style. (laughs) Um, And she's like asleep and then she wakes up and is like i'm free what year is this and she realizes that she's been in there for 200 years and she asks where her wand is when they don't know she pulls this like gold dust from her little baggie and throws it at them they both shrink into like little tiny people and she picks them up and feeds them to the snake (laughs) Then she puts the dust around the snake and tells it to find her wand and it disappears in kind of like this gold light. So a couple of things. I mean, first of all, this gold, (laughs) truly some gold. Like where did she, I feel like all throughout this episode, she uses that same powder for like every single thing that she does. And like, how, how does it have that much serve that much of a purpose? I think it has the same type of power as the wand where it does whatever you will it to do. Oh, gotcha. It's pretty cool, though. The sisters need something like that. But also, I was wondering when I was watching this, which I guess I could have looked it up, but I didn't even do that. Did the Blair Witch Project just come out or something? Like, is that why this is so related to it kind of thing? It is around that time. Um, I'm gonna look up right now when exactly. Because they even, like, like, mention it in this episode, basically, and they're, kind of a lot of it is, like... Because we're in San Francisco, and the Blair Witch Project takes place in Maryland. Yeah, it's super weird. But they kind of have it really, like, similar with the hikers throughout it, you know? Yeah, and even the hikers that we see later in the episode have the names of the characters from the Blair Witch Project. They do? The three whose hearts get taken, yeah. Yeah. Heather, Mike, and Josh are the char- are like the documentary makers in the Blair Witch Project. Oh, I forgot those were the names. That's so funny, though. So, now we are at Buckland slash the manor, because, you know, it's another phone call. And Prue is walking through the hall on the phone with Phoebe. She's telling her they're televising live and can't it wait. 
Phoebe's by the window looking outside and she's like, Dan's truck is pulled up outside. Piper is with him and they're kissing. And I'm not just talking about your thanks for lunch, peck on the cheek kind of kiss. They mean business. Ew. And then Priest starts asking what the problem is and says that it's a good thing. And Phoebe says, no, I know. I'm just worried that she's moving too fast. Like she's too much in a hurry to get involved with someone else. And Prue says, look, Piper's a big girl. And really, I mean, it's none of our business, right? Right? And Phoebe's like, well, isn't it sort of our business? <laughs> and Prue's like, Piper cannot just sit around the rest of her life waiting for Leo. She's trying to move on. And then Prue picks up a wand off of the table and says, besides, Dan's a great guy. And then this producer comes over and tells Prue they're on at five. And she tells Phoebe that she has to go. And then it goes back to Phoebe, and Phoebe sees Dan and Piper splitting up and walks away from the window and says it's about freaking time. As she's walking to the door, Leo orbs in behind her, and she's like, Leo, whatever happened to knocking? And he said there's no time, and he needs to talk to the three of them. And she hears Piper laughing outside and says it's not a good time, and he should orb back in an hour. Um, and he says, I can't. The worst thing imaginable just happened. And then Piper and Dan walk in through the door, like, all smiley, and Dan's, like, hands are on her waist or whatever. And Phoebe's like, no kidding. And Piper and Leo's faces both just drop, and she kind of, Piper kind of smiles awkwardly. Oh, my heart cracked a little here. It did. I feel bad. Imagine <laughs> walking in and seeing my like ex who we never even like officially broke up just like coming back from what was clearly a date with somebody else yeah I don't think I could do that I mean that's brutal especially because they're still very much in love with each other and they're not on bad terms it's just so complicated for them yeah. so it's got to be so like painful and, like, you know, I love how much of, like, a Piper and Leo shipper Phoebe is. Um, yeah, I know. She's all about them. Oh, and the way she tries to protect his feelings here and tries to get him out before he can see. It's so sad. Poor Leo. But again, really great pacing like we were having in the last couple of episodes with this scene, so it works for me. As Agreed. As like in devastation yeah it wouldn't have hurt so bad if they didn't make it so good <laughs> exactly and um i don't have too much to say about Prue, except obviously we saw that wand and can assume that that is the wand that the witch was looking for exactly i have a feeling that will not be the last of that wand yeah <laughs> so then we have a theme song and then we're back in the manor and dan is standing by the doorway and Leo and Piper are, like, walking a little bit further away. And Piper's saying, it's not that it's not great to see you, Leo, because it is, but you can't just orb in whenever it's convenient for you. He's like, it hasn't been a problem before. And she says, yeah, well, things have changed. And he's like, I can see that. And, like, looks directly at Dan. <laughs> and she's like, Leo. And he's like, sorry, wasn't fair. And then he asks where Prue is. Piper says she's at work. And he says, then we'll have to start without her. He's like, and your friend Dan has to leave now. <laughs> She's like, oh, really? Why? And he's like, because you and your sisters have a very big problem, a magical problem, 
look, this isn't personal, it's business. Piper's like, what else is new? So then we're back over by the doorway and we see Phoebe is behind Dan and he's like, you know, that handyman guy sure does seem to hang around here a lot. And Phoebe's like trying to cover it up. She's like, well, it's an old house. Lots of things need fixing. And he's like, well, why is Piper so upset? And Phoebe says, because there are some things that he can't fix the way she wants it. And he's kind of like, well, I'm late for a job and to have Piper call him. As he's leaving, Phoebe wipes some lipstick off of his cheek and he starts to ask about Piper and Leo and she reminds him that he's late and closes the door. Piper comes up saying, Dan, wait, but he's already gone. Phoebe asks if everything's okay and she's like, oh no. Then Leo walks up and says they need to get going. Then he goes into this little speech where he says 200 years ago, a good witch turned evil, started using her craft against innocence. Fortunately, she was tricked into a cave and entombed. Um, unfortunately, this morning, Tawatha escaped, and Phoebe's like, Tawatha? Who wouldn't go bad with a name like that? <laughs> and Piper's like, so you want us to find her and vanquish her? What's the big deal? And Leo tells them that they can't vanquish her. Um, no witch can. And he tells them that there is only one person who can defeat her, this chosen one. Phoebe asks if the Chosen was is a witch, and Leo says no, he's a normal person, other than the fact that he was born to use Tuatha's wand against her. He needs the sisters to protect the Chosen One until the wand comes to him, which is like part of this lore about the Chosen One. And then he says, but if Tuatha finds it first, she'll kill him and then come after them. So, a couple things about here. I do like the whole Piper and Leo of it all. I like that leo is like understanding of like what's going on but also like is having a hard time hide his jealousy like i think it's portrayed very well i understand piper's frustration here but i wish she they had her being a little more delicate to leo because i feel like it doesn't really fit her character to be kind of rude to him throughout this episode like she is yeah it also kind of feels like almost like you're rubbing your new relationship and leaving. Yeah. Like, she's trying to make him mad and kind of, like, the way she... Like, even here when he's like, oh, we, we need this. And he she's like, no, Leo, like, tell us now or this and that. And it's like, you, there's no reason to, like... I It almost seems like she's trying to get him upset so that she can, like, feel better about... The whole situation you know what i mean yeah because if he's mad he's being a dick right and then she's not in the wrong anymore like not yeah piper's wrong because like i do understand piper's perspective like she's tried with leo and it's just not working like i do understand where she's coming from right same time it's like she is being mean to him for no reason necessarily deserve and like i don't feel like any growth happened between episode four where we saw her kind of acting the same way to now which i would have liked to see not just the same things continuing i agree i i would have liked to see that too it didn't it didn't feel like it fit especially not for piper's personality if that makes sense but i guess you could spin it to kind of that where it's like she's trying to upset him so she feels less guilty like kind of like crap he's not being a dick like i don't want to want him again kind of thing 
So maybe it's like a wall she's putting up, but still, I feel like I would feel so bad in this moment because it's not like they ended on bad terms. So I, or even really ended at all. So I would still feel really guilty about what just happened. And I'd probably be a lot more delicate with Leo in this moment, you know? Yeah, I think I would too. (laughs) But I guess, you know, that's just me. And then there was something else. Oh, oh yeah. This was so weird to me. Like Phoebe going up to Dan's cheek and like rubbing off the lipstick. It's just not something I would ever do to my sibling's boyfriend. You know what I mean? Got a little something here, but I wouldn't like clean it for them. Yeah, like imagine going up to Aunt and being like, "You got something," and it's like, (laughs) like ew. I was trying to imagine, like, okay, could I do that to my sibling's boyfriend's? Like, is it really that weird? And then I pictured it, and I was like, yeah, no, it is really that weird. Yeah. Percent is like why would you touch him like that like I would be like really weirded out about that I like barely hug my like siblings boyfriend to like say hi or bye or something like I'm not gonna like touch their face yeah like Caitlin's boyfriend we like dap each other up or fist bump each other I mean I give aunt hugs but like still even that it's like it's not like a that's what I'm saying. Like I've a warm embrace, you know. It's like aunt. Like I've hugged Chris. I've hugged like Amanda's ex boyfriend. You know what I mean? But like, right, like... right. It's it's like a hello goodbye kind of hug, not like a weird type of touching, which would make me so. Like if I saw one of my siblings doing that to my boyfriend, I would be really uncomfortable about it. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, I guess to me, it's just one of those, another one of those things that they have in the show between the siblings that it's like, I don't think that that's very realistic. And I think that we have a pretty good, we have a huge range of siblings and a huge range of like closeness between us. So I think it's fair for us to say that, yeah, this isn't how siblings act, you know? (laughs) We've got a pretty good idea of how siblings act, no matter how close they are or whatever. Yeah. So there's no excuse for this. <laughs> no, none at all. Um, but I did kind of like the Dan kind of immediately questioning things. And I yeah. Have more to say about kind of how he deals with the Piper and Leo of it all later in the episode. And of course, you know, the stuff with Tuatha and them kind of finding out about her, us learning more of her backstory, it works here as well. Agreed, yeah. So then we're at Buckland's and Prue is like being filmed with an older woman who we find out is named Betty. Prue is appraising the wand, talking about how it is 18th century European and was probably either an ornamental staff or a ritual wand. She tells Betty that at auction, she could easily get $5,000 for it. And then all of a sudden, this guy walks up behind them and says, of course, an item is only worth as much as someone is willing to pay for it, though, isn't that right? And Prue's kind of like, who are you? He says that he's Jack Sheridan from Sheridan Internet Auctions. He's showing her up on live TV and she, and when she asks if he has $1,000 in his pocket, cause he's kind of like, oh, like I'll give you $1,000 for it right now. He asks if she wants to check and <laughs> I can tell there's not much there just by looking, but Betty sells it to him anyway and gives her her, adri- his, um, gives him her address for him to come get it later and bring her the money. 
The director calls cut and says that this was very entertaining. And Prue's like, yeah, for you. And Jack's kind of like, look, forgive me. I just, I wanted to be on the same stage as Prue Hollowell. And she's like, why? He says, because it gives my startup company instant credibility. That's why. And she's super annoyed and starts to leave. And he says, you know, if the other specialists at Bucklands have your expertise and talents, I might reconsider their standing job offer. I turned them down last year. And Prue says, you wouldn't like it here, Mr. Sheridan. We don't lie or cheat. And he says, but I don't lie. And then he says he has to go in the bank to go get his money for his wand. And Prue uses her power to steal the address out of his back pocket as he's leaving. So I like this scene. I thought it was also pretty funny. I Like the comment Prue made was kind of funny. But Jack, this isn't the last that we'll be seeing of Jack. Like he's like not just in this episode, you know, but I don't. I don't know I don't it's kind of like Josh where it's like I don't like that start like the way he came in you know yeah there's something about the show where it likes to introduce some of their love interests in like a kind of like weird like gross like we hate each other kind of way which I guess yeah these to lovers can sometimes work but if it's a single episode it needs more development than that agreed and I mean I guess Go ahead. Like, if they had them more competitive with each other for multiple episodes before we had that little, like, date, it would work better for me. Agreed. I guess, like, we could have waited to talk about this until, like, later when it comes up again. But, I, I, yeah, I was thinking the same thing where, especially, like, with this, he kind of, like, when he said, um, you know, if the other specialists have your expertise and talents, he, like, looked at her body when he was saying that, kind of hinting, like, talents as in, like, you're sexy, basically, you know? Yeah. And, like, the others are hotties. Then maybe yeah. Here. Like, you didn't have to, like, why are you being so gross about it? And then it's gonna turn into something good. Like, I don't like that, like, if they wanted them to be frenemies first, they didn't, they shouldn't have introduced him as, like, a predator, like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love Prue's wit like she always has something back to say when she's in moments like this mm-hmm. and I I love it like I think it makes her just seem like the baddest bitch you know yeah no definitely and like I totally agree with that like director like it makes for good tv <laughs> yeah it's true all right so now we are outside of some school and Piper Prue and Leo are walking down the street together and Piper's saying that maybe they should have waited for Prue, and Phoebe's like, okay, please tell me we're here because the chosen one is a big, burly football coach. Leo says, no, but he is the seventh son of the seventh son. We've been watching him since he was a young boy. And so he says that he's a high school student and, like, points at him. And it's, like, this little scrawny kid who doesn't, you know look very powerful and he gets shoved by someone and Phoebe's like oh he's a nerd (laughs) Um, and then Piper is worried that Tuatha will destroy him and Leah says not if he finds the wand and learns how to use it and she already knows he's the chosen one because he's doing this or he's doing this little magic trick by himself and Piper says this is wrong he should be battling acne at his age not evil witches and Phoebe said, "Yeah, but look at us. Do we like we should? Do we look like we should be the all-powerful, charmed ones?" Leo tells them that his name is Kyle, 
and Phoebe has an idea and says he likes magic, right? So let's show him ours. And Piper and Phoebe go up to him and he asks if he knows them and he's very confused. And Phoebe asks if he believes in real magic and he starts to leave. And Piper freezes him and then Phoebe runs over behind him and like he unfreezes. So it looked like she went from one place to the other in the blink of an eye. And he's like, how did you do that? And she's like, magic, want to know more? Kyle's really adorable. <laughs> yeah. I think I think he's a cute. No, I don't think he's like hot, but I think he's like a cute kid. Like I think they picked a good one for this, you know. Yeah. For it I to be like he this. He kind of has that like very like '90s like boyish look, and it like yeah. Character. Agreed. Yeah, 100. percent And you know, I like how Phoebe at first is kind of like, oh, like, is he a big burly football coach? And then kind of like later, she's like, no, well, like, we don't look like the all-powerful charmed ones either. So I like that kind of defying expectations and the way that like, he's not this like stereotypical, like big, strong superhero guy the same way that the sisters aren't. Like heroes can come in all shapes and forms. So I kind of like the show continuing to spread that message. I agree. I definitely... I think that they played that one very well by having Phoebe say that. And yeah, other than that, I'm just interested to see um, where their story with him is going and how this will develop. Yeah, me too. So after this, we're at Betty's house and she's putting out tea on her little coffee table. We see the wind is blowing in her window and this magic gold dust comes in and then the snake appears on the floor. Betty sits down with her tea and then she notices the snake and she starts calling for help and backing away with the wand in her hand. Then Tuatha appears and she takes the wand and she kills Betty and Prue is in the hall and like she hears Betty screaming and runs in just as Betty like explodes into like this gold dust and she throws Tuatha with her power, and as Tuatha's getting thrown back through the, like, glass doors, she drops the wand. Prue grabs it and runs out. Tuatha gets up, and at first she's kind of pissed, but then she, like, calms down and picks up the snake and says, no, it's all right. We don't have to follow her. She's a good witch. She'll come back to us. So bad bitch. I love it. <laughs> everything about her energy like I love how you see that like anger on her face and then she like instantly calms down because she's just like so she's always like a few steps ahead and I really like that about her yeah she's like our first like actually practical villain you know what I mean like she's kind of planning her moves and I like it like it's very put together I mean, remember Rodriguez who just failed and kept failing and then kept going just even more forceful instead of like looking at things I like that she's like this yeah and honestly like she's probably one of the if not the first female villain in the show that I really like agreed yeah aside from the urn the keeper of the urn yeah but I still don't necessarily consider her a villain I just kind of yeah her an antagonist but like this as like an actual like evil being like she really works for me agreed 100% then we go back to the manor, and Piper and Phoebe and Leo are sitting at the table with Kyle. Kyle's asking questions and is very freaked out. And Phoebe and Piper are telling him that they also wanted, and sometimes to, and sometimes still want to, revisit it. But we've learned that you cannot fight your destiny. 
And Leo says, and your destiny is to vanquish the evil witch Tuatha. And he starts to, Kyle starts thinking that it's a joke and that his brothers put them up to this. And he's like, I'm not the chosen one. I'm no one. You made a mistake. And he picks up his bag and starts to leave. And then Prue walks in with the wand and it glows as Kyle walks past it. Leo sees this and he's like, it must recognize you. And Prue says that they should talk in private. And Phoebe tells Prue to let Kyle hold the wand. So she gives it to him. And it glows again when he holds it. And then Prue wants them to go to the attic. And Piper tells Kyle to help himself to anything in the kitchen while they all go upstairs. So I like this kind of start that we're seeing kind of that insecurity in Kyle that's obviously going to be ongoing throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. Um, I like the way, you know, we're getting this idea of his role in the siblings because, you know, we've kind of mentioned this seventh son of the seventh son. So kind of this youngest sibling feeling that he seems to have this lack of importance that he seems to feel in his life. And of course, the charmed ones talking about their destiny as well as his and kind of trying to relate to him in that way that they both have these magical destinies. Exactly. So then from there, we go up to the attic and Prue's saying, you know, Leo, he's just a kid. Besides, you haven't seen Tuatha's power. I mean, she made a woman disappear, literally. And Leo's telling her that it's his destiny. And she's kind of like, well, why did I get the wand then? And Leo says to make sure it got to him. It's part of the lore. If you guys were meant to defeat Tuatha, there would be a spell in the Book of Shadows, and there isn't. Piper tells her that Leo's right. They checked twice. And Leo says that they need to teach him to use the wand, but Prue still isn't sure and says they should try themselves first. And they need to find her before she finds them. So they all go and Leo's super annoyed that they're not listening to him at all, but he doesn't really try that hard to stop it I mean, one thing I'll say is I like the way that as much as Leo tries to guide them, like he doesn't force them to follow after him or like try to. Because one, I don't think he would be successful, but also I feel like in a show that's all about like women power, if they had Leo bossing them around and never letting them make decisions, it would feel very off. But at the same time, like it's really hard for me that a lot of the time they don't seem to respect his like opinion or his ideas at all. Yeah, that's what I was basically gonna say too, but I didn't know if it was like too soon to kind of point that out, but like yeah it's this is something that does happen a lot for leo and it does make me feel bad but i guess the whole him not like pushing it that hard also fits like exactly what you said but it also kind of fits his character because he is supposed to be like this you know sent from the heavens like kind of very much like free will and believes in destiny like whatever's meant to happen will happen so i'm gonna let let things kind of just run its course you know yeah, I get that. I think so it, it, I think it totally fits his character to be like that. On top of the whole, um, like you've said, like, like the power of the women, him not stepping all over that. So after this downstairs, we see uh, Kyle's in the kitchen and Jenny walks in the back door and she sees Kyle and she's like, whoa, who are you? And he says, apparently I'm the chosen one. And then they start talking and she asks him about the wand and he says that it's magic and she's like I don't believe in magic and he's like you're kidding everybody believes in magic. She goes not me and then he kind of like 
balances the wand on his finger and it starts glowing and just spinning on its own on his finger. Jenny's like shocked watching this and thinks that it's so cool. And then Leo walks in and asks what the hell he thinks he's doing. And Kyle stops and he's like, I was just, and Leo's like telling your friend goodbye. And Jenny's like, fine, I can take a hint. Just tell Piper that my uncle Dan needs to talk to her, okay? And she leaves all smiley and Leo smiles. And then he says, so you still think you're not the chosen one? I like the way that they involved Jenny in this scene. Like, and him, like, the one thing that got him to do it, to work with the wand, was, like, trying to impress her. Like, I feel like it's very high school kiddish, and it worked, you know? Yeah, no, it was very cute. And I really like, like, the dad vibes of Leo in this scene. How, yeah. How dare you show this girl magic, but then, like, also, <laughs> like, look, you did it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know, it was so cute. And when Jenny mentions that, like, you know, my Uncle Dan wants to talk to her, the way Leo kind of, like, rolls his eyes. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I like, like, the little Jenny aspects of this episode. I feel like the way they incorporate her, incorporate her in this episode is really cute and, like, really funny. Agreed, yeah. So then we're in the cave, and Tuatha, like, finds this dusty book that's in the wall that she came out of. She opens it and finds a spell that says to disempower a witch and sees that it needs a fresh human heart. So then back in the attic, Phoebe finds a scrying spell in the book and Piper asks her what scrying is. And she says it's what witches use to magically find something or someone. And it says that we need a map, a piece of string, and a crystal. And they all start to leave. Yeah, so we're introduced to scrying, which, you know, will be used throughout the series as, like, their way of finding people. So that was exciting. Mm -hmm. I was so happy. I didn't realize that they just now, like, bring it up or, like, that this is the episode that it comes up in. Yeah, I totally forgot that, like, scrying wasn't always around. Like, it wasn't important to me that they weren't doing it in season one. Yeah, it didn't cross my mind. But yeah, no, it was cool to see them kind of discovering more about magic and kind of their witchiness growing. Because it's not just their, you know, powers that make them witches. It's their use of potions, spells, scrying, like all these little things that make them magical. So I love adding another element to that and them kind of growing as witches. Agreed, yeah. All right. So then we are out in the woods and we see this guy who's recording himself with a camera and he's clearly lost Tawatha appears and he tells her that him and some friends were making a documentary on the Blair Witch and you know we kind of brought this up a little earlier but this is San Francisco whatever <laughs> she pulls out her magic dust and it goes to his chest and she reaches in and she's kind of like, oh, like it takes 15 to 20 seconds for a person to die when their heart is damaged. And then she says, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for yours and rips his heart out and leaves. <laughs> I liked that. I liked that she kind of said that there. Like, I, I don't know why her personality really does stand out to me. Like, yeah, she has these really great lines. Like, I love the dialogue they write for her. I love the way yeah. she just delivers them. Like, she's just such a good villain agreed she's very very good so then back in the attic the sisters are over a map scrying and the crystal lands on the lost caves muir woods 
and they all start to go. So then we're downstairs and Kyle is trying to make the wand like do the spinny thing again and he can't get it to work. He tells Leo that he doesn't know how he did it. He was just trying to impress Jenny. And Leo says, well, that's how it came from your heart, from inside of you. You willed it. And he says, so what? I'm supposed to will some evil witch dead. He still doesn't understand why he's the chosen one. And Leo tells him not to sell himself short and to believe in himself and tells him to try again. That's when the sisters walk in and tell Leo they found her and they're going to go. And, you know, Leo says, no, wait, please don't. And Piper says, it's nothing personal, Leo. It's just business. And they all go. And Phoebe's the only one that looks kind of sorry as they're leaving. See, Phoebe's a Piper and Leo stan. Like, she feels it. Which, I love it. Because, you know what? As am I. (laughs) (laughs) So then, in the doorway, when Prue goes to open the door, Jack is there. And he's like, you know, this is a really nice house, Prue. Buckland's obviously pays better than I thought. And she's like, what do you want? And how did you find me? And he makes a weird comment about her perfume and asks for the wand, saying that he never called me and he mysteriously lost the address. And she's like, so you're blaming me for something that you lost and being all snippy with him. And Piper says that they really need to get going. And then Dan appears in the doorway and sees Piper and Leo walks over and Dan's like, is he still here? And Leo goes, never left, actually. (laughs) Loved it. And then Jack says, Prue, I'm kind of in a hurry here, so if I could just get my wand. And Prue is about to say something and then Phoebe's like, all right, you know what, Dan, Piper will call you back later. You, whoever you are, sorry, no wand. And Leo, keep working with Kyle just in case. Us out the back door, out the back door. And then the sisters all go, and the guys all kind of stand there in shock. And then Dan says to Leo, don't you have some other house to repair? And he's just like, no. (laughs) I love it. So this is another one of those busy scenes where we have characters all coming up, and it really works, and it's really, like, funny and well-timed and... Yeah. Just one of those things in this show that I'm noticing more and more in this season happening, and it just really works, and I love the energy of these scenes so much. Yeah, I, I, me too. I think they always work very well. They're always very fitting. They never seem too rushed or too out of control. Like, they're not hard to follow. It's, it works so well. Yeah. And I also <laughs> just, you know, that ending with Dan and Leo is hilarious. Absolutely love it. <laughs> Because it's funny because they're both reacting out of jealousy and it's just like, I feel like at this point Leo feels like he's winning, you know, and like I do feel sorry for Dan in that moment because like as we're seeing like Dan is a really good guy and it just, yeah, you can't like, get in the way of true love, Dan. I don't feel bad because part, or part of me doesn't feel bad because I'm like, oh, you know, true love and all. I love Leo. Like I want him and Piper to be together. But at the same time, I do feel bad because it's like, if I was Dan, I would feel the same way and just very much like, like, why am I with you if there's obviously this other guy in your life? Why is he around? Like, what's going on? Why am I not getting an explanation about it? Why haven't you called me back yet? Like, (laughs) I'd be freaking the fuck out, you know? Um, Because he obviously does really care, and he is a good guy, and he handles it very delicately with Piper, you know? 
Although they did also just start dating. And I guess it was a little more normal then to be like talking to other people, like dating multiple people at once. Like, not full on dating multiple people at once, but you know what I mean? I mean, I feel like it's still a lot of people still do that. Yeah, that's true. But I, a lot more people would get offended about it. Like I've noticed in other shows like Friends or even here where it's like, yeah, you know, I was with this person too, but I just cut it off because like, you're the one that I think I want. And then the other person like wouldn't even get mad about it. If that happened in real life, the other person would be like, what the hell, you were talking to someone else this whole time, you know? Yeah, well, and I feel like back then they didn't do the like talking stage. Exactly. You were like starting to date someone. It was like, you've gone out a couple of times. So if you were like also going out with other people a couple of times, it doesn't really seem like a big deal. Right. Um, until you like reach that point where you are like going on that third or fourth date. Wait, <laughs> where you would, cause I'm not saying like third or fourth date was like of, you know, the rules established by this universe. But of course. Of the time when you're dating someone, you're probably seeing them about once a week. So, you know, once you've been out three or four times, it's been almost a month. So that's probably by then you know whether or not you want to continue, like, trying to build a relationship with that person or you want to keep exploring and, like, end things with that person to date other people. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, that does make sense. So then we're back in the woods and the sisters are walking and they go to that same cave and Prue says she'll go in first since Tawala only knows about her and they can follow in a little later. So she goes in with a flashlight and bats fly out and she's spooked by that. Then she sees the skeleton. Then she sees the wall that Tawatha came out of and notices the altar with the human heart. Then Tawatha appears behind her and says, thanks for not keeping me long. Neophyte witches are always so predictable. And Prue tries to use her power and nothing happens. And Tawatha says, like I said, I cast a spell, removed your powers. Obviously you didn't count on that witch. And that's when Phoebe appears and says, and obviously you didn't count on her sister witches. And Tawatha throws a smoke potion at them and they go flying back. Prue runs over to them and Tawatha says, three witches. I'll be ready for that next time. And she sprinkles the gold dust around herself and disappears. And Phoebe's like, cool. And Rue and Piper look at her and she's like, well, it was. <laughs> Again, just loving the energy from Tuatha. I was wondering, though, what does a neophyte mean? I never heard that before. Oh, I didn't even look it up. Let's find out. <laughs> a person who is new to a subject, skill, or belief. Oh. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, especially since later in the episode, they just call them out for being these, like, young new witches, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, so mostly here, I feel like, again, a lot of plot. I did like the interaction between them where she's like, you didn't count on that. And she's like, well, you didn't count on us. And (laughs) And then the fight, like, that was awesome. Yeah, and I loved Phoebe's little, like, cool. Well, Yeah, yeah, I think that would totally be me in that situation, too. I've been like, damn, that bitch got skill. <laughs> um, okay, so then we are back at the manor, and it's nighttime, and Leo and Kyle are practicing with the wand. 
Leo's telling him that he needs to use both hands against Tuatha and tells him that if she gets the wand, she'll become invincible. And Leo then tells him to pretend he's evil and will him away. So he holds out the wand with both hands and nothing happens. And uh, Kyle's kind of like, give it up, Obi-Wan, you've got the wrong guy. And Leo's getting a little pissed with him. And he says, no, I don't. All right. You're not just the seventh son. You're the seventh generation of chosen ones. It's in your blood. You just have to believe. And he's like, believe in what? Myself? Forget it. And he gives Leo the wand and tries to leave. Leo's like, you can't just give up. And he's like, I just did. And he goes, innocent people are going to die. Are you willing to live with that? And Kyle's like, no, no, don't you lay that crap on me. And Leo's like, oh, does that make you mad, huh? Good. And at least that means you're finally being the real you. And then he's like, screw you. And Leo's like, that's right. Get pissed at me. Show me your, angry, your anger. Maybe you'll figure out what you're really angry about. You don't think you're the chosen one. You think you're the forgotten one. And he keeps pushing him. And Kyle grabs the, or like uses the wand and makes Leo fly back through the windows. And Kyle's like standing there shocked. And he's like, uh, Leo? And walks up to the window. And then Leo orbs in, orbs in behind him. And he's like, not bad. And the sisters run in. And Phoebe asks what that crash was and what happened. And Leo's like, a little training, that's all. And Prue's like, that's all? Do you have any idea what that's going to cost to fix? And Piper's like, well, I know who's going to be fixing it. Leo, what if somebody saw you? And Leo's like, someone like neighbor Dan. And then he notices the cut on her forehead, and she says it's nothing. And then Kyle asks if they kicked her butt, and Prue says Tuatha was ready for us, or at least for me. She stripped away my power. Piper says if she had been expecting all three of them, they wouldn't have gotten out of there. And Leo's like, you're lucky you did. Now will you help me with Kyle? And Prue doubts him, and Kyle decides again that he wants to leave. And he's like, what the hell is the matter with you? They're even scared of her. And says that he can't do it, and he grabs his bag, throws the wand down, and leaves. Then Piper tells Leo he can't make him do it, and Prue tells Phoebe to look in the book again because no one knows it better than her. She says if black magic can strip away powers, surely white magic can do the same, right? And the two of them go, and Piper stares at Leo for a minute, then walks away too. So I wonder where this whole like black and white magic came from originally. Yeah. That's you know what I mean? Because yeah. like it, 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 it doesn't sound right. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I feel like it's something that we'll have to develop more and hopefully will throughout the show. Cause I'm like kind of wondering where these things are coming from and you know just the phrase black magic itself kind of where that developed versus white magic but I feel like it kind of relates to that like you know like light is associated with good dark is associated with evil right that's also what I was thinking too but it's just so funny when you hear them right next to each other like black magic white magic and for some reason it sounds like it sounds worse than it really I think is intended to be yeah no I get that too Anyways, aside from that, I think the the pacing with Kyle is really good here. He very much, like, doubts himself, but he's still giving it a shot. But kind of, like, because he's doubting himself so much, it's, like, not working. And then it gets him even more mad. Like, it's very realistic, I think. Yeah, and I like how Leo is kind of using pushing at his emotions to get him to control the power, kind of the way we saw when the Charmed Ones were learning their powers. It was strong emotions that kind of got them to use their powers exactly yeah and you know it sucks that Prue kind of like doubts him the way she does I mean I get why she does 
he's a kid she's scared for him but like of course he's already dealing with all these insecurities and then to like kind of that be the thing that pushed him to give up i totally get why that happened for him and like, agreed he was upset about it yeah that would have pissed me off too because like the same way that like because they're very much thinking like oh if we can't even do it why could he but like how can leo make it any clearer like the reason he can and you can't is because he was born for this like this is what he has to do like you know yeah and like the wand can defeat tuatha he has the wand and yeah he's the only one who has the power to control the wand you guys don't have that power like that's why so the fact that they're kind of doubting it too like you said i get it but it's like dude give it a chance like leo cannot be making this any clearer for you and sometimes it does frustrate me the way like they don't respect his opinions at all like i i feel like it does go too far with that sometimes where i'm like leo i don't even know how you deal with it (laughs) i don't know how you deal with them anymore (laughs) so then we are in the woods at night and we see two more hikers are walking through the woods with a camera and the woman is calling for joshua and you know the guy whose name is Mike, and the woman's name is Heather. Um, He's saying that Joshua's dead, and she's like, no, he's not, like, whatever. And that's when Tuatha comes out behind them and is, like, looking for the Blair Witch, and we hear them scream. And then we cut directly to the cave where the snake is laying on the altar, and there are two more human hearts there, and Tuatha's hands are hovering above them as she's doing a spell. And then she stands up and sprinkles the dust over the snake again and tells it to find her wand and it disappears. Again, not too much, except for the whole Blair Witch Project thing being like <laughs> a part of Lee referenced. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, you know, now she's getting rid of Piper and Phoebe's power. Right. So now all three of them are powerless at this point. So then we go back to the manor in the kitchen. And Piper has a wet cloth on her head, and then Leo walks in and asks if she wants him to heal it. And she says, no, it just gets all confusing when we're close and when you touch me. I don't want to be confused anymore. And then he says, she says, look, Leo, just do your job and I'll do mine, okay? And he walks a little closer and he says, this is my job, Piper. And then he heals her. And they both look all sad. And she says, thanks, and starts to walk away. And he says, he'll never understand you, you know, your secret, what you're all about, not like I can. And Piper goes, maybe not, but at least I can count on him to be there for me when I need him. And she leaves and he looks just so insanely sad, like so, it's so painful to watch. This scene, like when I was watching it, I had to pause it like three times, not just for note taking purposes, but because I was like, it destroyed me. I was ready to cry. No, it is really sad. I mean, you could see the pain from both of them here. So, so hard. Like it brings me back to the, brings me back to the Prue and Andy moments. Yes. <laughs> Genuinely, like hearing her describe the way she's feeling in this scene, all of a sudden the anger, like as much as I still feel like it's a little much, it makes more sense to me, right? Because it's her way of keeping a distance from him right if she's mad they're not going to be physically close to each other and like i get that idea that if like 
the person you love but can't be with is physically close to you it's just going to make things harder and like yeah have to be around each other because they do have this shared destiny but she also knows that like leo has this big important job just like she does so he can't be there for her every time she meets him and i think that's something that he hasn't thought about yet and i think it's like agreed it's 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 such like a complicated situation because like you said I do understand her side of it where she kind of needs that distance but knows she can't fully get it like I think it would be so much easy for her if she easier if they never had to see each other at all but they have these jobs where they do have to interact and like that's gonna make it so painful for her so and I know that he like you said I don't think he really sees it yet like he still believes that they can do it that it works and she's like but you're not here for me and I need that you know so then we're outside and Kyle's like walking down the street and Dan's car is driving past and Jenny tells him to stop and Dan's like confused he's like who is he Jenny's like he's a friend of Piper's he's cool I'll be home soon and he's kind of like oh when and eventually they agree on half an hour So Jenny gets out of the car and runs up to him and asks where he's going and where his wand is and if he's okay. He asks how long she's known the Hollowells and she's like, oh, a couple months, why? He's like, they have this screwed up idea that I'm somebody that I'm not and Jenny's kind of confused. He's like, never mind, it doesn't matter. And Jenny says, Phoebe once told me that if it matters to you, it matters. So if they think you're somebody, Kyle, then you probably are. And he nods and thanks her, and then he just, like, walks away and leaves her alone in the dark. I, I was thinking the same exact thing. That would have been that would have been a turnoff for me if I was Jenny. I've been like, damn, okay, I'll just walk walk home alone. You're going to the manor. She's going to her house. They're next door to each other. Yeah, I know. I was just, I was just about to say, like, you guys are both should be heading in the same direction. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, just walk with her. Also, like, Uncle Dan, you ain't, you really ain't no father figure, right? Because what dad would just be like, oh, yeah, my daughter or niece or anyone, like, this little girl saw this dude on the street that you've never met before. It's dark out. And she's like, oh, yeah, drop me off. I'll be home in an hour. My parents would never let me do that. Maybe dad, but. (laughs) Maybe if it was daytime, it'd be like, okay, yeah, you could go for a walk with your friend, but not in the middle of the night. (laughs) exactly like they'd be like uh just you know just hold off go talk to him tomorrow mad weird let them talk but like stay there don't yeah i know he drove off quick like (laughs) she got at the car also if he was heading home he drove in the wrong direction too but i guess we don't know where he was headed but whatever (laughs) true we don't know where they were going (laughs) yeah I like that they had Jenny be the one to like convince him kind of like yeah, I think it was and cute. I liked bringing back that Phoebe quote from like kind of their first conversation together that was cute too. Yeah no it definitely worked there I did think that was really cute and really well put together. So back at the manor Piper is in the living room pacing and then standing by the window and then the snake appears and starts moving towards her but she doesn't notice it yet and then Prue comes calling for her with Phoebe and Piper is like any luck and Phoebe says that she found a spell but it requires a human heart and unfortunately we're all still using ours and Piper says well to take mine all it does is get me into trouble anyways and then the snake is getting really close to her 
and Leo walks in and points to Piper and he's like snake and Piper's like oh I'm the snake but you're the one who <laughs> and he's like no snake and she looks down and she starts screaming and running away because she saw it and then Prue grabs the chimney poker and stabs it and like breaks it in two and then the snake just turns into two snakes and Piper tries to freeze them but it's not working and then Kyle's outside the door and hears them yelling and he walks in and then Leo runs to the wand and throws it at Kyle and he points at the snakes and says die and they explode into flames and Leo smiles at him and Prue's like thanks and then Phoebe pats him on the shoulder all right so I love that snake moment I thought that was the funniest thing and like my first reaction I know it was really good that was really funny the whole like Piper with those little cringy comments but they work for her like it's funny she's just like the take my heart all it does is get me into trouble like oh my god Piper (laughs) she's just exactly person i appreciate her for everything she is yeah it's it's definitely very you but it's just like oh my god piper but i i loved it like i think it's funny it fits her character um but yeah the dramaticness it's just it's great also can we talk about the way that kyle just walks in like they don't lock the door i guess yeah they're just like i know like didn't even care i mean i guess to be fair he did run out the door and was the last person to like use it i'll accept it then he didn't lock the door on his way out because he didn't yeah so that's why it was open yeah exactly and he they were obviously too focused on finding something else to care but you know every time they go answer the door they never like unlock it first (laughs) they just open it (laughs) so it's really like they just never do lock the door you know interesting but okay So then we're in the dining room, and the sisters have an altar set up on the table, and Phoebe made three potions, one to induce sleep, one to repel a threat, and one to put out a fire, but like, (laughs) just water. (laughs) Piper asks about the potion to give Kyle more courage, and Phoebe says that she remembered wrong, there isn't one. She says, I'm scared. I don't like feeling so powerless. And Piper says, maybe that's our lesson for the day, not taking our powers for granted. And then Prue says that they need to find a way to make Kyle feel more courageous without magic and picks up the water potion. And then they all leave the room. So then in the living room, Leo and Kyle are practicing. And Leo says, I think he's ready. And Phoebe's like, you think? Kyle's like, I'm ready. I mean, as ready as I can be anyway. You know, it's funny. I always wanted to be somebody special. You should be careful what you wish for, huh? And Piper's like, believe me, we can relate. And then Tuatha appears and Prue tells Phoebe to use the sleeping potion. So Phoebe throws it at her and Tuatha yawns, but it doesn't affect her at all. And she's like, so young, so new to the craft. Now this is a sleeping potion. And she throws it at Phoebe's feet and Leo's like right by her. So they both pass out. But Leo, like, hits his head on the table when he's going down. And then she uses her, like, magic to pull the wand away from Kyle. And she's like, not much of a chosen one, are you? At least the last one was able to entomb me. Like, I will now entomb you. 
and Piper says, Prue the courage potion, and Prue throws the water at Kyle's feet, and he, like, looks up like it did something to him. And Tawatha's like, what? There is no courage potion. And Prue says, no, now who's teaching who? And she tells him to get the wand, and he says that he wishes for the wand and holds his hand out. So at this point, him and Tuatha are kind of, like, battling to get the wand with telekinesis. In the end, it finally goes to him, and he says, I wish you gone forever at her, and she explodes, and the wand stops glowing and kind of breaks off. So Prue and Piper get free, and Piper runs to Leo as he starts to wake up, and she's like, you're hurt, and he's like, I'm okay. And Phoebe's still sleeping on the floor and turns over like she's passed out like a baby. And then she gets him some ice, and he says that he's fine. And she's like, are you getting even? And he goes, no, just finally getting it. What you want, what you deserve, a normal life, or at least as normal of a life as you can get, which means a normal relationship, which I can't give you. I guess we know now why witches and white lighters are not supposed to fall in love, huh? And they kind of just look at each other, and he orbs out. Ugh. 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 <laughs> my heart every time <laughs> gets me every time like his understanding of it like I know that hit Piper you know <laughs> like I know that hit her in the heart and I love how they've had this like back and forth all episode and then they finally get to this point of like understanding but like just because now they understand each other doesn't make the feelings any easier and I like that that's so beautifully portrayed and so beautifully yeah by the two of them in this scene exactly and then you know as far as the rest of the scene goes i mean the vanquish was good i liked this final scene i like the quippiness of all the dialogue um like one thing this show always manages to do well is big ensemble scenes like they yeah. are really good at writing for that directing it putting it together agreed 100 percent. and i i do also like that they had they had it be someone else defeat the villain, not them this time, you know? Like, that was cool. Usually, I mean, it's always going to, most of the time, it is them. So the fact that they had Kyle do it and they were the ones kind of teaching him, supporting him, like, I liked that. Yeah, me too. So then we're in, like, this little other room and Kyle is standing in front of the clock and he's looking at his wand. And as Prue walks in, he's like, it's broken. And she says that it served its purpose. And he uh, says, yeah, thanks to your magical boost of courage. And Prue admits it to him. She says, Kyle, Tuatha was right. There was no courage potion. We made it up. You defeated her all by yourself. He's like, well, it still doesn't change anything. Even if I told people, they'd never believe what I did. And Prue tells him that he knows what he did. As long as he keeps believing that he can change, um, who knows what he's still destined for smile i like that it's a cute little scene him still being a little like still having that insecurity but feeling a little more confident it's nice yeah it's one of those you know and the show does this sometimes where it really like forces the message home but it did feel like a sweet scene at the same time so i didn't hate it i just yeah we got it <laughs> yeah like we get it yeah okay so then it's later and we are at p3 now and the sisters are walking down the stairs, and Piper asks what Prue is doing with the wand. Prue says that she's going to give it back to Jack. And Phoebe says, are you sure it's just not an excuse to see him again? And Prue's like, it's just business. It's not personal. And Phoebe's like, where have I heard that before? And laughs. And then Piper says that she is a date. She's got to go. 
and then the other two look over at Jack at the bar and Phoebe tells Prue that she thinks he's pretty cute and Prue says that he's a jerk but then also is like how do I look (laughs) and she goes over and gives him the wand and he points out that it's broken and he's like it lowers the value don't you think and she tells him that it matches what he paid for it now and he laughs and offers to get her a drink and says that she can brag about how he, she outsmarted him with the wand because he and he likes to learn from the best. So I like this. The sister moment is cute. The way Phoebe's kind of like, oh, like he's cute, whatever. And, you know, of course, how Prue obviously is interested, even though their interactions have been negative thus far. Right, exactly. But yeah, it did leave me like thinking like, why? <laughs> why though it's like that whole you know girls are attracted to assholes kind of thing like i feel like they're really they put that in there and uh, i know what happened to alan last episode he was a nice guy what i know he's kind of a jerk alan was pretty cool jack is kind of a douche let's see if he grows on me but for now i'm not sure how i feel about this budding relationship yeah so then we go to the final scene of the episode we're still at p3 we're over by the couches Piper's sitting and she gets up as Dan is walking over and then they both sit down together. She's like, thanks for coming. Um, I hope a late, late dinner is okay with you. He's like, look, I'm going to make this easier for you. I know that you and that handyman, Leon, Leo, um, I know that you guys are more than just friends. I'm not dumb. I mean, he's always around the house. And Piper says, Dan, it's over. And he kind of like looks upset and looks away. She's like, oh no, I don't mean you and me. I meant him and me. That's why I wanted to see you tonight. I don't want there to be any more confusion. And he smiles and they start like making out. And that is how the episode ends. No. (laughs) I'm sorry. I love love Dan. He's a good guy, but... I need me some Piper and Leo. I know, but I will say that, like, I really like the way Dan was handling this situation, like, the way he was willing to just kind of be like, you know what, if you want to be with Leo, I'm going to accept that. Right. did really respect him for that, and obviously, like, I want, I want to date Dan, like, I love Dan, and, like, I see what Piper sees in him, and I like their relationship, like, if I wasn't a huge Piper and Leo shipper, like maybe this would work for me. And like, I do want to continue, um, cause I mean, not to get super spoilery, but obviously Piper and Dan are going to continue dating. I want to try to keep giving them the benefit of the doubt and like seeing if maybe I'll move away from my Piper and Leo OTP and be willing to accept Dan and Piper into my heart. Yeah, I agree. I wanna, I wanna give them the benefit of the doubt. I wanna give it a chance. He hasn't done anything wrong yet, and I would like to see how it continues and plays out. I really don't have anything bad to say about Dan at all. Like you said, I respect what he did too today. Like just pointing it out, they're like directly saying it, you know. And there's just really nothing to judge him for, so it's kind of annoying. Yeah, other than pretending not to know Leo's name. That yeah, awesome. that that was obviously, like, bullshit. You know, you know his name. Come on. But overall, good episode. I love the villain. I love, um, I love the different storylines within. 
so far not the biggest fan of the whole Jack and Prue, but we'll see. And did I say that I love the villain yet? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm totally on the same page. Um, this was a good one. And uh, I actually, I'll be honest, I wasn't looking forward to this episode, but then I watched it and I was like, wow, this is a really, really, really good one. Yeah, I was the same way. Like, this has never been one that ever really stood out to me. So I wasn't expecting to like it. I also didn't realize that this was the episode where, like, there's first beef between Dan and Leo or something, you know? Yeah. So if I had known that, then maybe I would have been a little more intrigued to watch it. (laughs) But I ended up really liking it as well. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. You can also send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. And join us back next time for season two, episode seven, They're Everywhere. <laughs>